Today on Locked On Sox, we're going to be talking about the White Sox bullpen. We'll be talking about if they have the best bullpen in the AL Central. Do they have the best closer in the AL Central? And it is Friday fun after all. So we will be doing a Sporkle quiz that is bullpen themed. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. We're free and available on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can find us there at Locked On Sox or by searching Locked On White Sox. I'm Sean Anderson. I'm the host of Locked On Sox. And today, this Friday, I am starting a new job. I'm in my new office. You might be able to see I've upgraded from my closet and from my car. A very exciting announcement for me today. Go to my Twitter, at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You can find the announcement there. And if you are a Chicago sports fan, it is worth your time, I will say. The the new company is not about taking away uh, any content from you. It's about giving you additive content. It's about welcoming you into the new community. So this is a very welcoming place that I'm going to. I'm very excited to announce it to you and, and, and tell you about it. Uh, but I, I'll save that for next week. But it's going to be very, very big. And a familiar name that you know from Locked on Sox will be there too. I will be there, obviously. Uh, another name will be there uh, as well. You'll find out at 8 p.m. So if you're listening at midnight, you, you get a little bit of a sneak peek. But if you're on Twitter, I think you could probably connect some dots. Today is Friday, March 3rd. It is Friday. So TGIF to everybody out there. Shout out to Dan from the 2199 and shout out to my mother. <laughs> on today's episode, we'll be talking about the White Sox bullpen and we will be also doing a sporkle quiz. And we're going to keep that bullpen slash saved theme because we are talking about the White Sox bullpen. Something that we're doing uh, all throughout the pa- all throughout this week and, and next week is talking about the division rankings for our team. So I already did on Monday the White Sox starting rotation and how it ranks up in the AL Central. Today we're doing bullpens. We'll talk about the White Sox bullpen and how it ranks up in the AL Central. Also talk to you about Liam Hendricks. I thought he could make a big, big, big splash in 2022. Now that there's less than 162 games, I don't know about this. And then obviously in the middle there, we will have our Sparkle quiz. On Monday, this upcoming Monday, there's a Monday mailbag. 312-566-8727 is the number you can call in at, or you can write in at LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. So let's talk about the White Sox bullpen in 2021, because before we can even rank them and before we can even talk about how they did in 2021, I'd like to talk about the expectations because early on in spring training, it felt like that was the best and most locked down part of the team because Eloy was hurt, right? Engel was hurt. So the lineup was a little bit iffy. We weren't sure about Andrew Vaughn just yet. So that was a little eh. And then with the pitching staff like Lance Lynn was new you weren't sure about Cease Keuchel was fine weirdly enough and he, he became a problem a little bit later on in the season you weren't worried about Giolito and Rodon obviously wasn't Rodon I mean we didn't know what Rodon was until I think probably the end of April I think it was it took him just kind of like um, I think it was Giolito uh, the, the huge season he had um, it wasn't really until I think that Cleveland game where he threw the no hitter where he was ultimately you know fully there, but I think the first couple starts, even Rodon was like, yeah, not, not, not hundred percent. So the bullpen was like the thing for the Sox in 2021, even to the point where Aaron Bummer said in spring training, I don't expect us to lose a game if we're leading after the fifth inning. 
I think the talent in our bullpen is that good to where we should be able to hold leads for our starters regardless of the score. And he said, after the fifth inning, I think we should be 90-0. They didn't go 90-0 after having a lead in the fifth inning. They weren't perfect, uh, which I guess that was the expectation. The expectation was perfection. The expectation was the best bullpen in the American League. And this was a, a bullpen at the trade deadline that they thought they needed to add to. They got rid of Cody Hoyer, and they brought in Craig Kimbrell. And I think most people probably think of that as a mistake or a move that the Sox regret. And it is funny to look back at that trade deadline and see that that was the most important position. And also, it's funny to see that second base was the most important position because going into the season in 2021, you thought those two were some of the most or more lockdown positions just because Madrigal, you know, top draft pick for the Sox. You think that with his play style, his grit, his defense, his base running ability, that he would have second base locked down for a while. I mean, he was supposed to be, you know, Dustin Pedroia in a way. Um, you know, contact hitter, good defense, all around solid baseball player. But, you know, the more and more we saw him, we really didn't see that. We did see some power and Madrigal was good, but I don't really blame the Sox for trying to make those veteran additions because even looking at that bullpen, the Sox bullpen in 2021, the only true like part that was always hundred percent effective was Liam Hendricks. And there was points too, where, you know, he gave up 11 home runs last year it wasn't like he was absolutely perfect but the season that he had extremely effective but especially in august and july you know michael kopech's out there garrett crochet's out there but overall they're pretty much unproven and aaron bummer at that point he was fairly unlucky he was dealing with injuries as well so the Sox bullpen going into 2021 was the you know one of the stronger parts about this team but after 2021 you know there's questions about craig kimbrell and there's questions too, and, and the Sox address those basically immediately. You lose Ryan Tapera after you acquire him too in, 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 at the trade deadline, and you go out and sign Kendall Graveman. And I think now with the Sox going into 2022, looking at their bullpen, there are some question marks. But once you look at the stats, and once you look at the all-around record of this team, this bullpen did their job by and large part. And you got performances I don't think you expected from guys like Jose Ruiz, Garrett Crochet was still effective, even though he wasn't throwing 100. We all know how good Michael Kopech was. So overall, I would say, you know, the Sox still in 2021, their bullpen got an A. This team was very, very, very good in 2021. Let's talk about where they rank statistically. In the MLB, their bullpen was second in war. 7.6 for the Sox bullpen. The Rays were first in MLB reliever war, but... Let's compare the two teams. You got Kevin Cash, who's Mr. Opener, who even in 2019, I think it was, they didn't even list any of their guys as starters. It's just everyone's a pitcher. No one's a starter in this league, or at least for the Rays. I guess Glass now is like the only thing traditionally you get. But when you look at the volume of the Rays and the Sox, the Rays were about at like 700 and something innings, 703 innings. The Sox were at, I think, 585. 548, so even lower, 703 to 4, 548. So you look at the war and how close it was. I think it was 7.8 for the Rays compared to 7.6. Not only were the Sox, I think, you know, by war, the best in the AL Central, they're also the best in the MLB. I mean, by the, with that volume, that low of volume, I mean, it shows you how effective they are. They are as effective as the team that won 100-plus games, bullpen that pitched 700 innings. This team that pitched 548 out of the bullpen, 
was basically just as effective as the Rays. And we saw again what that led them to. The Sox, I think, do need to add to their bullpen, but that's because of what their goal is. If their goal right now was to win the AL Central, their bullpen would get them there easily. But that's not the goal. The goal is the World Series. I think Sox fans know that. They've been to the playoffs in back-to-back seasons already. Now it's let's get over that first-round hump. Let's get to the World Series. Let's get this rebuild started because, you know, it's probably tough for for some Sox fans knowing the Cubs fans that you know in your life. You know, their, their rebuild was pretty quick. And I don't think they expected that. And I'm not expecting that from the Sox too. But it is getting to that point where the Sox need to add to this team because they are World Series contenders at this point. Have you tried the puffs yet? I have to ask because I'm in the new office. Because if you haven't too, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And the best part too, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. So if you're not sold on them being a treat, you have chocolate, 100% real chocolate on the outside. And you're, you're gonna hear these flavors too, like yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. Again, it doesn't sound like a protein bar, it sounds like a treat, right? Fluffy, marshmallowy, Built Bars Puffs, they're low in calorie and high in protein. I think you should replace your candy bars with these because again, the flavors are phenomenal. They're very, very complex as well. That's something that Built Bar does focus on. They focus on making it healthy, but they also focus on the taste. And I don't know how, but it seems like they pull off every single flavor. Go to Built.com. You can check out all of their flavors. And when you do, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. White Sox, your first listen each and every day. Host of MLB Prospects, Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. Go check him out. Locked on MLB Prospects is free and available wherever you download your podcast. It is Friday fun, which means it is time for a Sporkle quiz. And today from Karumba, we are playing Can You Name the Pitcher Who Has the Most 30 Safe Seasons for Each MLB Franchise? As you can see here, we have 30 possible answers. We're only guessing uh, one for each MLB franchise, and there is only 30 of them. And we have 10 minutes on the timer. No timer today. No, no sound effect today. Come on. I'm going to get this done before 10 minutes is even over. Come on. Stop it. Really, saves only came around since like 1980. Uh, so we're going to give this a shot. I think I could do most of these. There's nothing too long or too old. So let's give this a shot. We're going to start in three, two, one. We're going to start off with the Angels. 2004, eight seasons uh, of 30 plus saves. I think the, the 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 number here, the seasons, 2004 is the last time they did it. So I'm going to go with Troy Percival. Yes, uh, Astros. Probably it's going to be Brad Lidge. Um, oh, I was wrong about that. It's not Brad Lidge with the Astros. They had five seasons in 2003. Brad Lidge did pop up, though, for the Phillies. Uh, two seasons for the Phillies with 30-plus saves. Papelbon, Lidge, Bataclio. I've never heard of Ricky Bataclio. Jose Mesa and Mitch Williams, though. Uh, the, and they, the Phillies had five players. And some of these players uh, teams have more than five. They have uh, The Nationals have six. The Orioles have two. Pirates have three. Rays have four. Reds have three. Royals have two. I'll try to go in order here. But I don't know the Astros. I, Chad Qualls? I know he had a, a, they had a bomb off of him. A Cordero? Cordero? Um, no, nah, I mean, that pops up for the Nationals and Red. Francisco Cordero, Roldness Chapman, and Danny Graves for the Reds. Soriano, Cord- Chad Cordero, Yugith Urbina, Mel Rojas, John Wetland, and Jeff Reardon 
for the Nationals. I have no idea about the uh, the, the Astros here. Athletics, six in, in 1983. Well, that's a guy that we'll talk about a little bit later. That's the Hall of Famer, uh, who I don't know how to spell, uh, Eckersley. There we go. Uh, Dennis Eckersley, Blue Jays, four seasons in 1994. Oh, that's not Mitch Williams. Who's this? Oh, no. Who's the closer in uh, I don't know the Blue Jays closer when they won the World Series. No, he was never on the mound, wasn't he? Oh, all right. Braves, uh, 2014. That's got to be Kimbrell. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, obviously, huge saver. I'm currently on the White Sox. <laughs> I don't even think of him as a White Sox. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Kimbrell, four seasons of 30-plus saves with the Braves. Again, I think he's a Hall of Famer, and, and he got some more with the Red Sox. He got a ring there, and you never know what can happen after 2022. I know 2021 was a rough end, but uh, Kimbrell still has you know at least fast stuff. If he can keep up his stamina, uh, I, I think he could be effective. we got two minutes left. We have six of the 30 so far. The Cardinals, uh, is it is... Ringhausen, another uh, another Tony guy, another huge Tony guy is is Ringhausen. There you go, uh, Jason is Ringhausen, uh, Moneyball fame, uh, former A, now Cardinal, and and similar with Dennis Eckersley. I don't know what Tony Larusa was doing, but I mean he loved going from the A's to the Cardinals. Dennis Eckersley followed him, and then Jason is Ringhausen followed him too, uh, in a way. I mean he never played for Tony, and uh, outside of St. Louis, but. He was from Oakland to St. Louis as well. Uh, Cubs, four seasons, uh, last season being in 1987. I'm going to guess that's the Hall of Famer, Lee Smith. It is. Diamondbacks, two seasons in 2012. Uh, J.J. Putz, White Sox legend. Is it him? Yeah, J.J. Putz, baby. Uh, Dodgers, seven in 2021. That's got to be Kenley Jansen. He is. Uh, Giants, five seasons, last one being in 2002. I know this. Is it Rob Nen? It is Rob Nen, and Rob Nen pops up for the Marlins as well. Uh, he had two 30-plus seasons, uh, safe seasons in Miami, as along with uh, San Francisco. The other names popping up for Miami, A.J. Ramos, former White Sox legend Steve Cichek, and a Car- Juan Carlos Avedo, or uh, also in parentheses, Leo Nunez. I don't know that guy. We got six minutes and 40 seconds left. We got 12 of the 30. We're trying to get to half before half of this is over. Uh, we got about a minute 30. Um, the Guardians... Three seasons in 2017. That has to be Cody Allen, I think. He is. And Doug Jones pops up, which is the most generic name I've ever heard. Mariners, three seasons of 30 season, uh, thirty saves. Last one being in 2002. Don't know that one. Got to be honest with you. I have no idea who the, the, the Mariners closer was back then. Mets saves. I, the only one I know this. So, so Mets had... Five 30-plus save seasons, last one being in 1998. I think that's John Franco, and I only know that because of MLB The Show. Orioles had two guys that had three-plus 30-save uh, seasons, last one being in 2016. I don't know the other one. I thought one of them might be Lee Smith, but I know the other one is Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson had uh, 50 in a year, and he did not pop up. Why? Why didn't he pop up? Not pop up. That's weird. Jim Johnson. I thought he was. Uh, probably then Zach Britton. Greg Olson and Zach Britton were the name for the Orioles. We got 15 out of 30 with over uh, half the quiz still left. Uh, we still haven't popped up on the White Sox yet. Padres. That one's gonna be easy. Hoffman. Uh, Trevor Hoffman. Probably another Hall of Fame closer. He won't make it in, but I, I mean. Trevor Hoffman was like dangerous. I mean, Trevor Hoffman was one of the coolest guys when I was growing up. So I think Hoffman's a Hall of Famer. If you're cool, you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Pirates, they have three guys who had three 30-plus save seasons, the last one being in 2015. So that has to be Mark Melanson, I believe. And it is. Mark Melanson was the guy in 2015. Joel Hanrahan pops up and also Kent 
Jacoby, I know that name because it's an ugly name. I don't think he's a former White Sox. I think he's just got an ugly name. So I think that's why I know Kent Jacoby. Uh, Rangers, four 30 safe seasons, the last one being in 2000. I have no idea. That I, I, the only name I think that pops up for me, Rangers closer-wise, is Nephi uh, uh, Perez, or who was the guy in, in 2011. That's the only name that's popping up for me. Rays have four guys, two 30 save seasons. Uh, it's, the last one was 2013. I don't think it's former White Sox. Alex Colomay, it is. Alex Colomay, Fernando Rodney, Danny Baez, and Roberto Hernandez are the four that had 30 safe seasons for the Tampa Bay Rays. The Red Sox, they had six 30 safe seasons, the last one being in 2011, so that has to be Papelbon. Um, Papelbon had a crazy year. He had a five-war year one year. Papelbon was, like, lights out. Uh, insane. There's a case for him, too, uh, to make it into the Hall of Fame. I, I know people don't love closers and relievers in the Hall of Fame, but their position, I don't understand why they should be treated any different than designated hitter, but whatever. Rockies, 330 safe seasons, last one being in 2008. I have no idea who was the uh, Houston Street. Was it Houston Street? It's not Houston Street. That's brutal. Uh, is it, um, who's the guy who was there for a long time? Latroy Hawkins? Is it Latroy Hawkins? Is it Latroy Hawkins? No, it's not Latroy Hawkins. All right. He probably, I mean, he played on like 13 different teams, so he probably wasn't playing enough uh, on the same team to, to rack up those saves. Royals, they had two guys who had five plus 30 save seasons, last one being in 1998. I don't know that guy, but I know Dan Quisenberry. Uh, and I think Quisenberry is one of those guys. No? Dan Quisenberry? Quisenberry. What? Dan Quisenberry? I got to Google this. Dan Quisenberry. See, I, I got him pulled up. I got his baseball reference here. Dan Quisenberry. And just to make sure I'm spelling it right, because maybe I'm not. I, do, I wasn't spelling it right. Jeff Montgomery and Dan Quisenberry are the guys for the Royals. The Tigers are up next. Five 30 safe seasons in 2007. Uh, and he's the only guy, so it's got to be Joel Zumaia. No... Who was the Tigers' closer in 2007? And it has to be before. I have no idea. Twins, that's got to be uh, Joe Na Nathan. I was going to say Joe Naiman. Uh, Joe Namath, the quarterback. Uh, White Sox, four 30 safe seasons, last one being in 1991. Um, I mean, is it Thigpen? I don't think Th Thigpen had... Th oh, it was Thigpen. I thought Thigpen had 57 and then never had like over 30 again or had like one other season. Bobby Thigpen, Thigpen is your, your guy for the White Sox. Four 30-plus safe seasons in a White Sox uniform. Uh, Liam Hendricks has one so far. I don't know how many Jinx had. He probably had at least two. I, I know 2007, he probably got up to 40. Last one, Yankees. That's probably the easiest one. That's Mariano Rivera, the Hall of Famer on this list. We got two minutes left, and uh, Eckersley's a Hall of Famer as well. We got two minutes left, and we were missing seven names. Astros, Blue Jays, Brewers, Mariners, Tigers, Rockies, and Rangers. I think I'm just going to give up. I think I'm going to give up early, and, uh, you know, I apologize. We're going to take the L. 23 out of 30. The average score is 50%. I missed Billy Wet. I miss Billy Wagner as a left-hander. You kidding me? That's brutal. Josh Hader. I don't. How did I miss that 2021 was right here? If you're watching on YouTube, you can just see Brewers right here, 2021. I think I just must have skipped over him. And I'm also surprised Raleigh Fingers is not on that list. But Hader, K-Rod was on that list. Uh, John Axford and Dan Plezak. I thought I guessed K-Rod for the Angels. But, he, oh, K-Rod wasn't the Angels. It was Troy Percival. Uh, so that makes sense right there. The Mariners closer in 2002 that had three seasons of 30-plus saves was Kazuhiro Sasaki. Uh, or Sasaki, so sorry for butchering your name there. 
I don't remember that guy. So shout out to him. Uh, John Wetland, a name that was already popping up for, I think it was the Phillies. Yeah, you can see right here. Uh, he also pops up for the Rangers. He had 430 plus saves uh, seasons with the Rangers, last one being in 2000. Brian Fuentes is the name for the Rockies in 2008. I thought Houston Street, Houston Street was also a Rocky and an Angel, so that sucked. And then Todd Jones was the saver for the Tigers, uh, the closer for the saver, the closer for the Tigers in 2007. He had five 30-plus save seasons in uh, Detroit. So that was 30 save seasons by every MLB franchise, and I did, I did all right. I didn't do great. They say someone's firing on all cylinders here on Sporkle. You guys are just being nice. It's time to talk about the new official sports book of the Lockdown Podcast Network and of Lockdown White Sox. It's Bet Online. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoop. Bet Online has you covered from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. As a baseball podcast host, as a baseball podcast content creator, the one thing I want to bet on is baseball. And they have a prop right now on BetOnline.net when the 2022 MLB season will start. They have April being the one with the highest odds at plus 550. And that's the one I would take. Owners, you know, if they cancel more than 25 games, that's when they have to start paying back cable companies. I think they want to get a deal done. I don't think they want to lose and miss too many games. I would place my money on April over at BetOnline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, let's continue where the Sox rank in the AL Central. I want to go back to some of the stats that I have, and these are going to just be quick hitters because I don't think they mean too much. They were first in the AL and second in the MLB in K per nines. Big strikeout team, huge, huge velocity coming from all these these arms. Hendricks, Ruiz, Kopech, uh, Crochet, Kimbrell. I mean, all those guys are, are plus 100. Bummer throws heat as well. So the one thing the Sox have is overpowering fast arms, uh, high velocity arms, and, and a lot of strikeouts coming from them. 11th in the MLB. But again, we talked about the the innings pitch. The Sox pitched the second lowest innings pitched of any bullpen. And you think with you know the great record that they have, you'd, you'd think that they be used more but compared to you know the rays and, and how these modern bullpens are being used and especially with the the the, the manager that they have being so old school uh tony larusa second least amount of uh, bullpen uh usage they, i mean they, he rode the starters a ton a lot a lot of starters for the Sox went into the seventh inning so you know kind of showing you the the usage of the pen uh there for the Sox. you think that you know especially how they were talked about before this season that the Sox bullpen would have been used more uh but you know not the way that tony manages his team and and that was interesting to see for sure um but you know that's why they're only 11th in k's but you put that per nine and then they, they jump up to second in the mlb losses and blown saves they were 15th and 16th respectively in the mlb i just think that's notable because again they weren't perfect they weren't awful i mean they weren't like bottom of the league in blown saves they weren't bottom of the league in losses but they were pretty middle of the road they did give up some leads and again they weren't perfect so it kind of shows you the cracks in this team and then era was probably ballooning and i know most people look at it and be like 397 for your bullpen which is not good and it isn't but with the amountings of innings pitched i mean that's going to be affected you have you know you have less innings and and if you're giving up 11 home runs like Liam Hendricks did and you know a lot of high velocity guys if they're able to make contact and and get good wood on it it might go out so you know ERA was a little bit inflated but if you look at fielding independent pitching 
I don't think it's too concerning of a number. Uh, they were fourth in the majors in that stat, and it's basically like ERA. FIP is fielding independent pitching, and it takes pitchers' strikeouts, walks, and home runs allowed and translates them into a number-scaled ERA. Uh, and then the Sox were fourth. So that kind of shows you that their ERA of being 397 should be a little bit lower than what it was. And again, ERAs for bullpens are just inflated just by the amount of, of times that they're used uh, throughout the season. So, I mean, 500 plus innings, um, and especially compared to the Rays, who are used 700 times, uh, you know, their ERA is going to be a, a little bit uh, not nicer, but a little bit nicer of a, a number just because of the amount of innings that they're pitching, right? Um you know, you go out and have one inning where you give up two runs and then your, your ERA is going to balloon. I mean, some of these guys, uh, especially like your mean Mercedes who went out on the mound, like his ERA is being counted in there, even though he was decent at pitching. Uh, Danny Mendick's ERA is being counted in there, right? Um, so some of the, the, the innings that the Sox even had, those 548, weren't even used by real relievers. So I just find that interesting uh, there. But let's talk about the actual bullpen because they are the only team in the AL Central with a full realized bullpen. The Sox have the best bullpen in the AL Central. I, I told you that. I think they have the best bullpen probably in the AL. Um, you could argue the race just because of the amount of usage they get out, get from their team. But I think if you're talking about shut down in postseason, I think the Sox truly do have that. Graveman, Bummer, and Hendricks is probably the best three uh, in, in, in any MLB team right now. Uh, truly, truly shut down. And what's Crochet? I mean, Crochet has been great throughout his career. So we'll see where, where, where that ends up. But right now, Long release looking like Ronaldo Lopez. Middle relief, you have Garrett Crochet. You have Jose Ruiz and Craig Kimbrell there. Setup arms, you have Aaron Bummer, Kendall Graveman, and Liam Hendricks. Leaving one spot open in middle relief. I'd like it to be a free agent. I'd like it to be Colin McHugh. But other options that are currently on the roster, Ryan Burr was decent last year. They signed Kyle Crick, who was with Pittsburgh, to a minor league deal. He could be worked in. Matt Foster has been on the team uh, in 2020 and 2021. Those are the bullpen arms that I could see that are on the 40-man roster being used. But... I still think that if they go out and get a guy like Colin McHugh, he can give you length coming from the Rays bullpen. He can give you length at, at the start of a game. He can get you give you length if you, if you need a spot start. And he's also extremely effective out of the bullpen, an under two ERA uh, for the Rays last year. So I would love, love, love him in the Sox bullpen. Now, let's talk about the the big name. Let's talk about Liam Hendricks because if we're comparing the bullpens, the Sox bullpens to the AL Central it starts and ends with Liam Hendricks and almost three war season from Liam Hendricks. He was, you know, the paid guy in 2021 for the White Sox, the big signing for this team. And I think he paid off 38 saves for the Aussie. And it was really fun to watch him as a sock. And I do think that if they played 162, I think that he could have had a shot at breaking Francisco uh, Rodriguez's K uh, save record, K Rod's save record in 2009. I, I went through the the numbers in 2008. I'm sorry, 2008. Uh, Francisco Rodriguez saved 38% of the Angels games, ending with 62 saves. Hendricks's high was 38 in his career. I think it was actually 40 in, in 2019. Uh, with, with the A's. So he's been able to get up to 40 before, but like we saw, you know, in, in 93 or whatever, Bobby Pickman with 57, I mean, that set the record there. So if he wants to be in record setting territory, he has to get over 55 saves. Um, Tony, as a manager, loves to use his bullpen very, very conservatively and very, very traditionally. 
And with that, he's gotten some big save numbers uh, from guys before. Eckersley had 45 in 88, 51 in 92. Both of those led the league those years. Uh, Jason Isringhausen, we mentioned him in the quiz, 47 in 04, 39 in 05, 33 in 06, uh, 07 he had 32. Ryan Franklin got 38 saves in 2009. That's the same amount that Liam Hendricks just got. And then also, you know, Dennis Eckersley also had 36 when he jumped from uh, Oakland to uh, Cleveland with Tony. So there are years where Tony's closers have been able to rack up a big amount of saves and looking at the White Sox, especially, you know, I think they're going to be able to at least go above 500 and against every single team in the AL central. If those games are close enough, Tony's probably going to use Liam Hendricks and 19 games times four. It's about 50 something games. So can Liam Hendricks rack up 25 to, to 30 saves just against the AL central alone? I think it's possible, or at least I think it was possible if they're playing 162. I I do think he's the best closer in the AL Central. I don't really think it's close. Uh, The only guys that are in his competition would be uh, uh, Emmanuel Class A. Uh, He had a 2.2 war for the Cleveland team, Uh, but the Sox were the the best AL Central team against him. Uh, The Sox did have the best OPS plus against Emmanuel Class A, Uh, you know, better than the Royals, better than the Twins, uh, better than the Tigers. So at least they're, they're hitting one of the elite arms the best. Uh, Michael Fulmer is an interesting arm for Detroit. He was a longtime starter, rookie of the year at one point as well, but he was moved to a reliever slash closer after May 4th in uh, this season in 2021. And he was great. 48 innings pitched as a reliever in 2021, 12 earned runs in those 48 innings, 53 Ks and 21 saves and holds combined. So Fulmer was very good. They might've found something in Detroit. And then Scott Barlow's an interesting name in KC, 2.1 war. He just absolutely dominated the Sox. Sox hit about 25% worse than they do versus Barlow versus any other pitcher. And in his career, Sox hitters have been at the Mendoza line versus Barlow. And the final name I want to mention, Trevor Rogers in Minnesota. He was hurt last year. The, the Twins weren't good, but he still is a name to watch out for. You look from 2019 to 2021, and he is the 14th most effective reliever in the MLB. So Rodgers is a, definitely a guy to watch out for. 1.6 war isn't anything to scoff at. That would be the second best reliever in, in the White Sox pen last year. So those are some of the names around the AL Central. But just to close on Hendricks, I think he could have had a shot to break K-Rod's record. Uh, he, he did have the 18th most innings for a reliever in the MLB last year. You'd like to see that a little bit higher just because he's trying to break a save record. But also, K-Rod was under 70 innings as well, and, and Hendricks was at 71. And also, you're getting 71 innings out of closer. You got a couple two-inning saves from him. So I really loved what I saw from Liam Hendricks. I have all the confidence in the world in him, and I don't, I don't think he's slowing down. This is a guy that you know really fought his way to get to the MLB, was a starting pitcher, became a closer, and has been shut down and elite uh, for the past three years, and I don't think that's changing in 2022. If you want to be a part of Monday's show, you can call in 312-566-8727. Also, Liam Hendricks had the third best uh, season uh, for opponents OPS-wise for by, uh, by a Sox closer just behind Bobby Jenks's 2007, Alex Colomay's 2020, and then Liam Hendricks had the third best uh, season, at least uh, negating his opponent's hitting. So Hendricks was very, very big in 2021 for the Sox, and I think he will be big for them in 2022. Again, you can participate in Monday's mailbag at, at 312-566-8727, or you could write in at LockedOnSox at gmail.com. 
Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. Our next episode is the Monday Mailbag. Now make your second listen Lockdown MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sean Anderson, and thank you for listening to Lockdown Sox. And again, go check out my new venture at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Chicago sports fans will be served and will be acknowledged. And and we're excited to greet you. We're excited to talk to you. So go check us out. Uh, You can check me out on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. But I will talk to you on Monday here on Lockdown Socks.